Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laban. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, I have to say, I'm proud of you because you still have that beard. I I kept it going. I I am keeping it, Mike, until probably February 13th because my, my wife doesn't like it and I would like to kiss my wife on Valentine's Day, so... I'll probably get rid of it unless it somehow magically gets less dirt baggy. I will probably shave it off. Then. No, d- but, don't, don't. But that's don't. still like a solid three weeks away, Mike. Two and that's, a half, three weeks. It's never enough beard. It's never enough beard. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe, you know, maybe you can send her some things and say like, this is the advantage of having a bearded man or something like that. Get, I'll get my wife to talk to her because yeah. she knows full well the advantages of having a bearded wife right right a bearded wife sorry a bearded yeah, because you can charge money and then they'll come and look at her <laughs> right yeah i like it it looks good there you go there you go there's my wife's seal of approval so there that tells you that your wife is wrong and you should keep the beard <laughs> all right well very good then mike yeah so it's all settled it's all yeah, settled it's all settled okay yeah but i mean you gotta she's got she needs to understand does she not listen to the podcast you're in the in between you gotta push through she so she doesn't like it now she's gonna like it in a month or okay. two months or maybe right. three months we'll see eventually eventually yeah i don't know because you know you look sharp you look i'm thinking you're looking sharp you're looking like one of those um models you know like it's it's that that like oh yeah you oh know? yeah you're right yeah like the model who's just a little too young to grow the mustache but they grow it anyway because they're like mature you um know? the model right yeah like, that's what you got going right <laughs> okay all right I, I can roll with that mike i am literally doing the thing that i said i would never do which is man bun i i have a man bun now which you you can see on the camera yeah. no one else can see but Laura's like, oh, I'm looking good in that man bun. And I'm like, yeah, well, you seem to like it. And <laughs> I don't want hair in my eyes all the damn time. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's fair. That's a good point, Mike. Yeah. So I, I, it's funny because I, I, we'll we've talked a million times about my ever growing hair. But like the more I, I'm actually like not minding the man bun. And I'm like, mm. this is weird. Mm. So interesting. So. Tell her, tell her she'll grow to love it. Like I've grown to love my man bun. <laughs> okay. All right, Mike. I will. I'll pass on that. Well, I'll just encourage her to listen to this week's episode. But she's usually like a day one listener anyway. So good. I mean, I would really hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how she finds out what's going on with her own son. Right. You know? Right. And also like maybe she's like, are you talking shit about me? And you're like, I'm not. And she's like, I got to listen. I find out. <laughs> Just to make sure. Yeah. Maybe that's the marketing plan we can go with. Mike, we talk shit about everybody. Unless you listen, then we won't talk shit about you. Yeah, exactly. If you're listening, we're not talking shit about you. But if you're not listening. Yeah. Watch your back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're, you're doing good. Otherwise, you're all. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mike, my work from home dream is dead now. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. True work from home because my lovely little boy is uh, back at home full time. Oh, now. I see. It's it's not the, the you've been forced back into the clutches of the office. It's It's been that your your boy is always around. It, yes, exactly. Yes, because our daycare is officially now shut down again until school goes back in, which in our area does not appear to be anytime soon. Maybe middle of February, but I'm guessing probably closer to March, something like that. But 
Either way, the advantage this time around is that Tiff is home. So it's not just me like the first time around. So those PTSD moments that I had have sort of subsided a little bit. So it's been okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, other than that, it's been pretty good, Mike. Uh, You know, it was kind of funny. I I actually just thought about this. I didn't have it on my story list here. But uh, you notice how when I said, well, my, my dream is dead, Mike. Well, apparently, I say that often enough that my child has started repeating it. So, did you say your dream is dead? No, so not not dream is dead necessarily, but we were we went for a walk this afternoon, and you know we happened to walk by somebody who had like a uh, second story balcony on their house, right? And we're like, oh, there's a balcony. It's like, yeah, you can stand on it, and blah 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 blah. And he's like, but don't fall because you'll be dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh. oh. Yeah, that's probably something that I've said to you, <laughs> you know, yeah. in, a, in a moment of, of stress or something like that. But mm. I don't think he knows necessarily what dead means. But right. But yeah, he's he's getting there, I guess. He's just aping what daddy says. Yeah. So daddy really needs to watch his language a little bit more. I'm good. I'm good with the swearing. But yeah, definitely the off the cuff comments. I need to, you know, rain those in a little bit. Right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. My wife has been very verbal about telling me things where like, don't talk like that. You know, like she's, I, I've been, I've been warned to not say things like that, but I've also been warned to not say things like, you know, gallows humor style jokes. Right. Yes. You yeah. know, where, where something will be like driving in the car and I'll say something along the lines of like, well, this will be good for him when he turns 18. Yeah. As long as he makes it to 18. And you know, like that kind of a joke. And she'd be like, don't ever say things like that. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, I get it. I get it. Right, right. So there's no anti-vax humor allowed, you know, because it all ends up in dead kids, right? Of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, transitioning. You just made, you just made this a political podcast, Chris. <laughs> well, there's that joke that I literally just, for whatever reason, has left my mind now. But it's like, you know... I don't know. It's like, what's the difference between like an anti- a kid who doesn't have vaccinations and something that doesn't last very long and they see that they don't, they both don't last very long, right? That's gotcha, the joke. Yeah. But I can't think of what the actual joke is right now. So maybe we'll think about it later and I'll, I'll say it then, but you'll uh, get it two hours after we finish. Exactly. Recording. Yeah. And you can edit it in, in post on Wednesday at 7 PM, you know, that kind of thing. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Other than that, Ben has been perfecting the art of delaying bedtime. So we were saying earlier in the show that, he no longer goes to bed at 7. He mostly goes to bed at 7.30 now, even sometimes a little bit later. But what he's been doing is he started saying this the other day is we'll be walking out of the room. You know, we've said our good nights and I give him our hugs and kisses and lights are off. And then he goes, Daddy, wait. Or Mommy, wait. And it's like, what? And it's just like, wait. And I just keep saying wait over and over. <laughs> he's like <laughs> keeping you on the hook, right? Because he thinks, uh-huh. oh, well, yeah, okay, this will keep him in. And then the other thing he did, uh, he did it actually just before this episode, is he sleeps in a like a long sleeve shirt and pajama pants and a diaper for nighttime. He's now realized that he can take off his pants and his diaper and his shirt, and he'll just be sitting there naked in his bed and will look on the monitor and be like, Wait, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so, yeah, so he knows that he, if he disrobes, we will also come in. We have to switch to the like footy pajamas, you know, with like the foot to, to chest zipper. Of course, of course. Yeah, because I think he has a harder time with that one. But we actually started putting William back in the sleep sack because it's harder for him to get around in that oh, kind of a situation. Okay, okay. Not because he was getting naked, but he was like, 
you know, moving around and like migrating around the bed a little bit. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let's, uh, let's toss him back in the sleep sack for overnights just to make sure he doesn't like, we don't wake up at four in the morning to him, like jiggling the knob, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, Ben is pretty good with staying in the bed. He doesn't try to do anything. We made it very clear. It's like you stay in the bed until mommy and daddy tell you otherwise. So what ends up happening is in the morning, we'll walk in. And the first thing he asks is like, is it wake up time? Because wake up time means he can now, <laughs> you know, get out and do stuff. It's like, yes, it's wake up time. You can, you know, run around and play with your ball and whatever. But but today, Mike, I got one more kid's story. So I was very proud of my little boy. We got him to do Kitchen Faucet. Mm-hmm. And Ben is very big into helping and everything like that. And I legitimately gave him the crescent wrench and I put it on the nut. And I'm like, here you go. You can loosen this nut. And so he did it. And I was like, you know, good for you, buddy. Like, that's pretty impressive and he he was all into it because obviously he loves his little tools and everything like that but this was daddy's crescent wrench and this was like the sink this is a real big deal so it was good it was good it was it was cute that he's gotten really into like watching and he wants to be right in there under the sink and kind of seeing what you're doing and i'm explaining what steps we're taking not that i think any of it is sinking in anyway but he's like "Ooh, okay Ah, yeah yeah daddy yeah. yeah this is great you know like that kind of thing so but yeah, it's been good, Mike. It's been good. Excellent. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. What about you? Well, William is uh, he's he's extending his his alphabet because I've been telling you about he's been good with his alphabet lately. Mm-hmm. He's now he's he's getting good at counting. Oh, nice. And it's funny because he counts, but he doesn't quite have it down because he can count to five. Okay. But only if he starts at two. <laughs> okay all right so so technically he can count till four because he he you know he'll start counting and he'll go two three four five and we're like okay well you missed one and what <laughs> yeah. comes next and he's, nothing comes next it's just two three Four, five. So we know what his banking pin number is going to be. <laughs> yes, yes, it's easy, very easy for him to remember at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, so that's it's it's interesting that he's he's getting better with, and he's all because he, I think it has to do with like the magnet numbers because there's also the magnet numbers as well as the magnet alphabet mm-hmm. that we've been playing with. So there's he's starting to learn the numbers. Two was the first one. He got two so much faster than anything else. I don't know why, but he got that one, and it's really funny because like. He with with animals lately, like he's talked when we talk to him about animals, it's all about the sounds they make. Right. You know, he won't say the name of the animal. We'll be like, you know, what's this? And he'll be like, quack, quack. We're like, okay, that's a duck. You could say duck. He's yes. Like, quack, quack, yeah. You know, or or what's this? And it's a monkey. So he's like, ooh, ooh. He's, he's that's he actually has a new stuffed animal he sleeps with. He's been slowly adding more stuffed animals to the the stuffed animal list that he sleeps with. He currently has four. Now. Oh, nice, nice. It's like it's like remember when we had all those soothers and then we slowly weaned them off soothers. Well, now it's the opposite, but we're adding more and more stuffed animals because <laughs> he's got four now. Yeah. So he has lullaby, which is the blue bear that he's had for a very long time, mm-hmm. and then that was followed up by bat. I don't. I think the bat's name was midnight. We don't call it that. We just call it bat and and he knows that it's a bat which is really funny because every so often he'll like see a picture of a baseball bat and i'll be like bat and he's like <gasps> and then he runs and gets his bat like the the, the animal bat right so, right which is it's funny, funny for because laura's like i love that he loves a bat because it was like some bat toy that i gave to her when we first started dating so she's all about it and but then he's also got 
the the monkey, um, the monkey that my my parents gave it him, and the monkey's name is Uu. So every time he's like Uu, he gets the monkey. Right. And then there is a a puppy dog that is actually cute story. Laura sleeps still with the same my little or not my little pony. I don't know why my puppy loves me. Is what what it was called, and she still sleeps with the same stuffed animal that she's had for like thirty years, and it's a comfort thing. And I I don't think it's weird. I get it. It's fine. Yeah, but it's it's worse for wear. You know, puppy's seen better days, right? Sure. Like, yeah. You know, thirty years of sweat, and you know, like <laughs> yeah, the nose is rammed right up. Yeah, but yeah, he's a little puppy's a little misshapen and a little dark brown. Sure. Yeah. Know? So I actually when we got. When we got married, I actually found a like better version of the same My Puppy Loves Me to- doll, and I gave it to her, and I said, you can, I, I mean, I don't expect you to ever replace Puppy, but you can give this to somebody else maybe in the future if you decide you want to, implying that, you know, if we have kids, you can give it to the kids. Sure, yeah. Well, she's finally, well, not she's finally, but she gave it to William. Well, William has finally started sleeping with Puppy, too, so... That that that's the foursome now that he he sleeps with. So when it comes to to animals, he's been saying, you know, whatever their their names are, but or not their names, but the sounds they make. Right. Well, randomly, he started going owl, owl, owl. <laughs> like, why is that the one that you've like latched on? Like sheep. If you say sheep, he goes ba. You know, if you say horse, he goes nay. If you say goat, he goes ah. But right. if you say Owl. He goes owl. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if he doesn't know what sound an animal yeah, makes. I'm, I'm or... just gonna say the name. I, they want the sound effects, but I don't know the sound effect. Yeah, but he knows it. Like we've yeah. like he's had this Halloween book that has an owl in it forever. So we like have always gone hoo hoo because the owl in the book says hoo hoo. So he knows that that's what. But no owl. This is owl, which is right, which is pretty right. funny. But yeah, so like, you know, he's still doing stuff with his words and and he's also continuing his I must do everything myself thing, which is awkward in certain moments. I mean, like he wants a snack. He must get the snack himself from the cupboard. You know, like if, if it's like we, we give him these little cookies. They're, I don't know if you're familiar with the brand Made Good. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he, we give him you know, these cookies as a snack and he's like. I must get the box out of the cupboard. You must pick me up, uh, you know, take me to the the box. And But it's funny because now he started to like lead us around. Like he will grab you by the hand and he will lead you to the thing that he wants and then be like up. <laughs> and then you're like, all right, you pick yeah, him up. Yeah. And like, you know that in this location, you, he wants you to pick him up so he can turn on the light. In this location, he wants you to pick him up so he can get his cookies and things like that. But the one thing that's been proving to be an issue is William has very dry skin. So we've been putting moisturizer on him before bed. Mm-hmm. Well, now he wants to put all the moisturizer on himself, which as you can imagine, gets very messy. Yes. Yeah. And he also doesn't want his hands to be dirty. Oh, okay. So, so he's like, I must put it on, but I don't want anything on my hands. So he's like, his hand goes in the cream or whatever, but he, he boops, he goes boop. Because that's what we did. Like we like touched him with it once and went boop. So that's the noise that that makes now. So he always boops when he touches the cream. And then he's like, 
because eh, it's on its hand, right? <laughs> so, so anytime we have to moisturize him or anything like that is just like this, yeah. like him freaking out because he's like wiping his hands on the floor, or the carpet. So he, he you would have thought that okay, yeah, he wants to do it, he wants to do it, but then he touches it, he's like, oh, I don't like this anymore. You think that would kind of be the end of it, right? But I guess he's got perseverance. That boy sticks with it. Yeah, he still re- demands to do it himself. But well, that's right. When Ben tries to do it himself, he ends up eating it half the time. It's like, don't do that. What's wrong with you? Yeah, that happens a lot too. Yeah, and it's always great when it's like icy hot or something like that. You know, like <laughs> uh, I think I think the reason why he's he's trying to eat the cream is because it looks like his toothpaste. Oh, well, actually, that's a good point. Yeah, because like we he started going because like, I, I told you we would we would touch him with the moisturizer cream like in a tube mm-hmm. and we would touch him and go boop and then he did the same thing but it was the toothpaste bottle and he did it to his toothbrush and went boop and I was like oh no that's why he eats the freaking lotion yeah, right he thinks it's the same thing he thinks it's toothpaste but yeah so. So, yeah, that's about kind of the stuff that he's been up to, you know, the usual cute and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of hit that. Like, I think we've mentioned it before. You sort of hit that part where it's like, yeah, they're not doing anything super exciting, but like they're like little incremental steps all the time. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. In that case, we got a lot to talk about in other instances. Streaming services. There's a lot of news going on with streaming services. There sure are. And I think there's no place better to start than with the fact that Godzilla vs. Kong's first trailer just dropped the other day, and that is going to be on HBO Max as well as the same time it's in theaters. You don't care about Godzilla vs. Kong whatsoever, but I wanted to point it out because I love Godzilla and I want to see this movie. So, But we don't get HBO Max in Canada, do we? I know. Or is it part of Crave? No, it's not part of Crave, no, is it? they don't include that no. stuff. So eventually, it will appear on one of the rental services for an inflated price. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which I will be like, Mm, bye <laughs> and and I will rent it for $30 or whatever it ends up being because I really want to see that movie so yeah I think that's a good idea mate yeah but you're like I don't care when are we going to get to the actual stories I, that I, I told you I could not care about? less about that movie but as soon as I saw it I was like Mike is going to love this movie <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I just it's like two of your favorite things did you watch the trailer at all no I haven't I've just seen the uh, movie poster Okay, Basically, well, the, yeah. the the thing that's really weird about the trailer is the other two movies, well, the other three movies in the in the series are very serious. Like, the tone is very serious. Except for, like, Kong Skull Island takes place during Vietnam. So there's, like, a whole bunch of Vietnam War songs that play during the movie. Right. But they're, but they're all, none of them are playing during, like, action beats. It's all, you know, like, it's not the kind of movie, it's not like Captain Marvel where, like, you know, she gets into a fight and it starts playing just a girl, you know, like, right. Everything is, is very serious, but like, it's just atmospheric, right? Yeah. yeah. Set, setting the date. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been that way for all of the movies so far until now, <laughs> the Godzilla versus Kong trailer, when the, when Godzilla and Kong start fighting, it starts playing like someone described it. And I thought this was very fitting was someone described it as the song that starts smackdown <laughs> wwe smackdown <laughs> because that's what it sounds like it is just this rap song that's like oh yeah yeah and it's like godzilla and king kong fighting and i'm like wow that really just took the edge off the fight didn't it <laughs> so turn it into this ufc brawl or something so right right yeah so that was the one thing that I, about it that i was like that's very weird it's also kind of fitting because i realize how silly it is that godzilla and king kong are fighting 
<laughs> you know, I was going to say, like, I feel like a Godzilla King Kong movie should almost go all the way to like a sort of Sharknado style movie, you know, just embrace the fact that what you've got is insane and just amp it up, you know, or, or like snakes on a plane, right? Like the whole premise was ridiculous, but you know, you're going to make this the greatest B movie ever made, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I feel like they should take that approach. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens when it, it premieres wherever the hell it premieres in Canada yeah. and I'll uh, watch it there. But the stuff that you wanted to bring up, cause you, you brought these streaming service stories to the table so you were probably like, what the hell is this when I started talking about something else entirely? Yeah, but Mike, I'm used to you derailing the podcast, so. Well, you know, that's what happens when you're the host. You decide the, <laughs> the tone and direction of the conversation. Yes, that's right. Uh, but you were telling me about the big change happening to CBS All Access. Yes, CBL. Boom. Oh my God, Mike. CBS All Access is dead as we know it. Previously, I think it was just actually literally just CBS shows, was it not? Yeah, I believe so. Or like CBS. Well, I don't know. CBS connected shows. Uh, they showed Big Brother. They did a Big Brother season on that. And, and Big Brother is one of the big CBS shows. That's where Star Trek Discovery and Picard are. Mm -hmm. And CBS was the television station that, that Star Trek originally began on. So that would also make sense. But like, I don't think there's been a Star Trek show on CBS in general in decades. No, it's just all the old ones. Yeah. yeah. So what has happened, Mike, is a while ago now, CBS and Viacom merged together. I don't know if that was huge news or not, but they did. So what they've done now is CBS All Access goes away and it's getting replaced by Paramount Plus, obviously taking a book from Disney Plus and Apple Plus. Um but what it's basically is all the CBS shows, it'll be everything that Viacom also brings. So that's stuff like MTV, BET, Comedy Central, VH1, Nickelodeon, and then a handful of Paramount Studios movies and then films and that kind of stuff. So they've definitely greatly increased the scope of content and stuff on their, on their stations. I feel like a lot of these streaming services are realizing that, yeah, you know, it's great. You can have like the greatest couple shows ever. But if you don't have kind of the backlog and the stuff to work through, people are going to watch it and then go away, right? Yeah. So, sort of the original Disney Plus problem is, okay, we watched my favorite Disney movies and then The Mandalorian. It's like, oh, now what? There's nothing here anymore, right? And right, right. They've, they've since solved it, obviously. But Yeah, with the ridiculous amount of content coming. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I, have you been watching WandaVision by any chance? I have. I've only watched the first episode, though. Okay. I've been intrigued. I'm intrigued, but I have not watched. I think they're up to what three now. The third episode is up. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's weird, but I, I'm enjoying it. Okay, yeah, the clues are starting to unravel. You know what's going on for for reals because it's it's not going to be old weird sitcoms forever. I'm sure. <laughs> no, well, maybe. Okay, so I'll make sure to watch the other two this week, and then next episode we can do a little like Wandavision catch up sort of deal. Yeah, yeah, sounds yeah, good. Yeah, I think that sounds good. Sounds good. But yeah, so Paramount Plus, mm -hmm. that like, on one hand, I'm like, that's great for them with all of the, the new fun stuff. Do we know like what the pricing is going to be compared to the CBS stuff? I'm, I'm reading it. There doesn't seem to be a listed price for this one. The other thing we're talking about does have a price. But yeah, this one, I don't know. There's no price. So I'm going to imagine whatever CBS All Access was is probably the same price, plus or right. minus a dollar or something like that. Right, right. 
is, is we don't even get CBS All Access in Canada, do we? No, wait, they brought it later, didn't they? Yeah, you can get it here. It's like built into every Roku TV. So as far as I know, as Canadians, we can get it. But I can't say I've ever tried to sign up for it other than when I accidentally pressed the CBS All Access button on my remote, which is now completely useless. But uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, unless it becomes the, the Paramount Plus, but then yeah. it'll you'll still have the old button. That's right. I'll have to scratch it off or some crap like that. Send away for a new sticker or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I love the fact that a lot of these things have their own button. And I understand that this is like a branding, you know, money making thing for these TV companies. But yeah, this is clearly one of the downsides, <laughs> right? Is when yeah. that service goes away, that's it. The button is now useless and you can't reprogram it or anything. Well, that's funny. Like a perfect example is my TV is older. Like I've had my TV since like 2011. Okay. One in, but it comes with apps. And one of the apps is Voodoo. And Voodoo is a great service if you live in the States, but in Canada... It doesn't work so yeah. it's like why why do i have this <laughs> i know so so yeah so i have i have a voodoo app on my tv that will never ever work and there's a couple other apps on there i think one of them was like the blockbuster one of them was like the blockbuster video channel and i'm like wait what oh, wow wow that's it is your is this your tv in the basement mike this is the basement tv this yeah. has, it has a it's a smart tv it's somewhat it's it's not the quite the same like it has apps and you can connect to the internet but like I can't watch YouTube on it. Right, it was, but it was like it was like just as we were making the switch to smart TVs, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it like the interfaces are terrible. So even if if the apps did all work, I would still rather watch anything on any other device. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. This is like when we first started seeing it. It's like I don't know why anyone would ever want a smart TV because this sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get a Chromecast. It was way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what's going on with with that one, CBS mm-hmm. All Access. But then there's also Peacock, which is another silo of everything that that people want. But uh, th- their main thing that I thought was really funny because we haven't really talked about Peacock, but they they were like, "Oh, we're gonna get back Friends and we're gonna get back The Office." And in the states, that's a big deal. But here, it didn't really matter. Friends left Netflix and went to Crave. Yes. And then The Office didn't leave Netflix in Canada. Like, we still have it. So, like, I've seen literally video of people on YouTube that's, like, the moment Netflix lost The Office. And it's people trying to, like, turn on the next episode when the episode they were watching ended. And it's like, this show is not available. And they're like, no. It is amazing how popular The Office was. Well, I mean, I guess is for us, but was uh, for the U.S. Netflix crew, though. Well, the funny thing was, is I don't know if you saw, but... Peacock was actually pricing there, like, because they have multiple tiers. Mm-hmm. And the explanations of the tiers were which version of the office you were getting. <laughs> Ooh, which was the expensive one? So there was the free tier, which gives you only the first two seasons. Oh, really? Yes. Wow, that's a horrible way to do it. And then there's the second tier, which is a paid tier. And you get all of the seasons, but I think it's ad supported or something, which is dumb because why are you paying for ads? Mm-hmm. And then there's the premium version and premium gets you all of the seasons as well as extras. Yes. But whatever. That's not why we're here to talk about Peacock. Why we're talking about Peacock is that Peacock is now absorbing the WWE network. Yeah, which is crazy to me. Like, do you know what the most recent WWE network subscriber count was? 
I was reading an article about this today. It's like 1.1 million or something. Like okay, that. so it's it's more or less kind of stagnated then, because I think it's been at 1.1, 1.2 for virtually its whole run outside of like the first couple of months when they were building up numbers and everything like that. Yeah, but but this really is again we're we're talking about content with with Paramount Plus. This is a metric shit ton of content that they just picked up. I was reading somewhere that there's 17,000 hours of content in the WWE network library that all of a sudden is now available on Peacock. And then the interesting thing about it is WWE network is 10 bucks a month. I think in the U S I think in Canada, it's like $13 or something along those lines. So now if you are a WWE subscriber, you can get that $5 tier and watch an ad or two and and get the show for cheaper or you can pay for the $10 and get the ad free experience. So it's it's so far it's unclear exactly how they will take the existing subscribers and transfer them over to sort of their new Peacock environments and everything like that, but it is an interesting choice for NBC to pick them up. I I get it cuz I know that NBC has had a very interesting relationship with the WWE over the years, like NBC used to show the Saturday night main event for a very long time, which was Saturday night main event used to be a really big WWE show back in like the Hulk Hogan years. Like they would use it as like a big lead in to WrestleMania. And I think Royal Rumble as well. Like it would be like, you know how there's like the go home raw going into pay-per-views and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Saturday night main event was kind of like the go home show that went into the big, pay-per-views and they would show it on nbc uh, okay okay so i know that vince mcmahon and i think his name dick ebersall i think is the the guy who either owned nbc or he owned it at as one time but he's not really involved anymore right so i right. know he had a relationship with them so i this i'm not shocked that it's peacock that ended up with the content i'm interested I'm interested in your opinion on this one, Mike. Who do you think this benefits more? Does this benefit WWE more or does this benefit like Peacock, excuse me, Peacock subscribers more? Because I, I just looked it up. I mean, uh, like the Peacock subscriber counts about 15 million people. So it's not like they had, you know, a quarter million and they just desperately needed numbers and and they brought it over. Because in my opinion... Yeah, a WWE subscriber will watch WWE content and it's like, well, now we're paying for this other thing. I might as well watch The Office too. You know, I might as well do both. But I can't picture somebody who's got Peacock just for The Office that's going like, oh, I'm going to watch NXT right now or, you know, the the latest pay-per-view or whatnot. Like, who do you think this benefits the most? I think this benefits WWE in the sense that I, I saw somebody who had the same take as well, is that basically this is the first step to Vince McMahon selling his shares in the company. You think so, eh? Yeah. Like you're selling the library to somebody else. Like it, I, I wouldn't be shocked because NBC also, NBC also aired the XFL. So that's another way that they worked together as, as well, him and Vince McMahon. Right. So, but have they actually sold the library or are they just sold some of the streaming rights? The streaming to rights. Like to a it. temporary streaming right thing. I don't think there was everything I read. There wasn't that much detail on it. So right. I, I can't make like a, yeah, this is what the actual reality is. But yeah, I mean, like Vince McMahon's getting old. I could see him being like, ah, I need to make as much money as possible off of this now before I, you know, like, because, because really, like, let's not kid ourselves. You, you stopped watching WWE. I stopped watching WWE. And 
I, a lot of it has to do with the content's been bad, but a lot of yeah. it has to do with like they've been a really crappy company to their employees, you know. Yes, that was the main reason uh, that I stopped watching. I mean, aside, yes, content was uh, okay, but yes, I didn't really like how they were handling everything. I mean, between the Saudi Arabia stuff and the fact that like they told all of their people that they can't be on Cameo or Twitch because it was like, oh, no, we own your character, so therefore you can't be your character on Twitch or something like that. And it wasn't even like you can't be... it's not like, you know, Big E could be on Twitch and be like, hey, everybody, I'm Big C, you know, or something no, like that. Exactly, yeah. it, it would literally, they were literally like, no, you, you are the face of that product and we can't have you running around doing things that we are not a part of. Yeah. And like, if you I remember, we didn't talk about this on the show, but Selena Vega, who was a popular women's wrestler in WWE, they fired her over this because she was like, I don't want to stop. I, I make a lot of money from streaming and she actually, she started an OnlyFans and they fired her after that. <laughs> Not one of the sexy OnlyFans. She no, did no, one of the ones a- where it was like, this is for cosplay and cosplay only. So she wasn't like, you know, sell- selling her nudes or anything like no, that. No, no. So I, I'm just looking at the ownership because this conversation is now transformed a little bit. So Vince McMahon owns about 46% of the WWE at this point in time, the next closest is seven percent, which is just like a, a corporate thing, like a corporate conglomerate or something like that. And then after that, it's like two percent and, and less than two percent. Like Triple H owns zero point zero seven percent of the company. Mike, oh nice, nice. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess yeah, it's one of those things. Is the, the problem when you own your own business is the only way to get the money out of it is to sell it. And yeah, maybe this is maybe for some reason he feels like he needs to get the money out of it i mean i don't know why yeah i well maybe he's not as big of a billionaire anymore as he used to be right maybe he's donald trump in it you know maybe i'm a billionaire no you're not we know we've seen your tax returns (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know it's 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 weird i mean i think yeah i get ultimately it's good for wwe subscribers but i will be very curious to see how long it lasts for and to see you know, are they going to do anything interesting with it or, you know, like, what's the big deal? And of course, in Canada, I don't think it makes any difference at all. So that's true because Sportsnet has all the rights to to WWE programming on Rogers. So, uh, yeah, that's the fun thing when it comes to to, you know, Canada versus U.S. is all the all the legal rights are with different rights holders for that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and that's why we see things like Office is still available on Netflix in Canada, because the rights holder to the office in Canada is not the same as the rights holder as the office in the United States. Like it's it's crazy. And it's also why you see things like I don't know if you knew this. Do you watch you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right? I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Did you know that in Quebec, there is a Quebec-only version of Brooklyn Nine-Nine with completely different actors? Really? Is it like a knockoff sort of it's, thing? It's literally, it's like licensed. I forget what they, I don't know what it's called, but it's like, it's it's a, it's all French actors basically playing the same characters as Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Really? That is so strange, but also very quebec yeah, it's something that, that's something I learned about Quebec when when I worked in advertising. Is Quebec is like we're the best, you know? Like they they're not impressed by our celebrities. Their celebrities are the best celebrities, and that's why they actually do. They have other shows in in Quebec that are like the Quebec version of you know like CSI and stuff. Right, like, right, yeah. 
Yeah, Northern Victims Unit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because because that's what they care about. They couldn't care less. You put Jim Carrey in front of them, and they're like, "Who cares?" You know, right? But if you, but the guy who plays Jim Carrey in the Quebec version of you know The Mask or something, right? <laughs> obviously, it's not like I'm making it sound like there's like French versions of every movie TV yeah, show yeah, ever made. No. But no, it's it's a, a few and far between kind of thing. But well, that's interesting, Mike. I had no idea. Yeah, Laura sent me the trailer one day, and she was like, "What is this bizarro world shit?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's something that it, it, depending on where you live, you can watch all of these services on on your devices. You know, whether it be your smart TV or your PlayStation Five or your Xbox Series X's, if you can manage to get a hold of a PlayStation Five or an Xbox Series X. You were telling me also that there might be an easier way to to try and get a hold of that kind of stuff when you're fighting the scalpers at a specific retailer. Yes, obviously, scalpers have become a huge issue, especially with the recent launches of the PS5 and the Xbox. And then on the computer side, there's a whole new suite of, of graphics cards that are game changing, right? In the same sense that PS5 was game changing compared to PS4, these is the 2000 series Nvidia cards compared to the 3000 are just night and day. So what's ending up happening, Mike, is is I you know you have a very strong feeling on on scalpers and have made it very well known is that people are just buying up every possible card they can, tripling, quadrupling the price, selling it to people who are just desperate for this stuff and will pay anything, right? So a company online called Newegg, they're mostly known for their computer technology, like motherboards and whatever. They have decided to come up with a new lottery system for these high-end components and these high-end devices and everything like that. So what they felt is the only way to fight the scalpers is to make buying these devices completely random. So you're limited to just one. You can only buy one thing at a time. And basically what you're doing is you're indicating that, yes, Mike, I would like to buy the PS5. And you put your hat into a draw. And then at the end of the day or the end of the week or whatever you know, number or date that they choose, they will randomly pick, you know, 30 people because that's how many PS5s they have in stock. And those 30 people will get the PS5. And I'm really, I'm torn with it because it is a great way to fight scalpers. But at the same time, if I want to buy a PS5, I want to buy it right now. (laughs) You know? So I'm really, I'm torn. I I don't, I, I like it because I don't like scalping. I don't like it just as much as you do, but I could just see like, you know, you're in line and you keep losing the draw over and over and over. And I could see that getting really frustrating, too. But I guess is that any different than constantly checking Walmart and finding out that it's sold out, you know, every single day? Like, well, the the fun thing is, is because they've been trying to, like, keep people informed, they, they tell people when and where they will actually be selling PS5s. Today, I remember... It was the source. The source was like, hey, we're going to have a selection of PS5s at this time. You know, please try, <laughs> you yeah. know, and I think they were sold out in two minutes. Yeah, it doesn't take long. Why? I think I mentioned on an episode before that there's a Twitch stream that literally pings all the major computer component retailers with just checking to see if these new graphics cards are in stock. And then everybody goes and rushes and buys them right away. It was interesting. When I was doing research on this whole thing. It turns out, I guess, the only exception to the scalper issue is that Xbox All Access thing that we talked about months ago, when before yeah. all this stuff was and released, and basically that was sort of like the rent to own or lease to own model, 
where you plunk down $25 or 30 bucks a month, it gets you like the Xbox live package and whatever game pass. But it's also, they also send you a console that you eventually pay off with your $25 a month and $30 a month. And I guess scalpers haven't found a great way to deal with that because it's incredibly tough to transfer user accounts around right? uh, because it's attached to the user account. Right. So, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think financing all your devices is a great idea either. But no, no. at least you'd get one if you really, really wanted to. You can get one, and from what I can tell, there's no markup on it. Like you're not paying some sort of interest rate or anything. Right? Yeah. No. By the end, you're actually you're paying for. I think it actually might come out to slightly less, like not like substantially less, but like slightly less than buying all of those things individually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's 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 the because the entire time you're doing it, you're paying for the Xbox. I believe it was Xbox Live and then Xbox Game Pass was all the the way that it all worked out kind of a thing. Yeah, so. all bundled in. But yeah, they, the Xbox, I mean, that's a good move for Xbox. Like they accidentally found a way to stop scalpers. Uh, Xbox has been doing a lot of, uh, you know, community things that gets them a lot of goodwill. And they might have completely squandered that. <laughs> Do tell, Mike. In one In one fell swoop. They might have completely squandered all of their goodwill, and so I don't know if you knew, you knew this, but uh, on because it was kind of a blink and you'll miss it kind of issue mm-hmm. was on Friday morning. Xbox made an announcement that they were going to raise the price of Xbox Live. So, for those of you who don't live in the Xbox ecosystem, Xbox Live is required to play online on the Xbox. It's their their online membership. It's been available since I think I might have actually been available since the original Xbox, but it really took off. On yeah, the 360, 360 is when it was most well known. Yeah, right. And they, what they've done because there's actually been a lot of like movement with this as of late. I think it was last year that they eliminated buying an annual pass. They because you, you can buy you can buy one month, three months, six months, or a year. And they actually discontinued the year pass. Mm-hmm. And people were like, why are they doing that? Why were they discontinuing the year? And at the time, people were like, like they were like industry people who were like, they're actually getting rid of Xbox Live. That's why they don't want you to buy a year anymore because it's all going to move to Game Pass. They're going to have Xbox Live is going to go like free to play. There's going to be no more paying for online. And then you can only buy Game Pass and, and get the free games. That's how they're going to, that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's not what they were doing at all. The other day, they raised the price of Xbox Live. To put it in perspective, the six month pass for Xbox Live would be as much as the year pass for PlayStation Plus, which is the PlayStation equivalent of Xbox Live. Right. After the price. After the price, yeah. after the price hike, which is like what you're paying double what the what the competition is paying. Mm-hmm. So that's that's insane. So first of all, they say that, but the messaging is also this will only apply to you if you're a new subscriber. If you're an old subscriber, you will still be able to pay the old rates. But if you lapse and then come back, oh, it's too bad you're paying the new rates. Right. So it's like okay, well that's, I mean better, but it's still pretty shitty. Like, what are you doing? And a lot of articles were written up about like, hey, this is what, you know, what's going on. And also, 
Xbox is the only company that you need to pay to play free to play games. Like Fortnite is a free to play game on Switch. It's a free to play game on PlayStation consoles. It's free to play on PC. You know, you do not need to pay for your online access to play free play games like that. On Xbox, you do. Xbox, you had to pay for Xbox Live to be able to play Fortnite or Rocket League or Warzone. You know, all of those free to play games. And when this article happened, it's like, hey, everybody, it now costs you $120 a year to play Fortnite on an Xbox. Right. And people were like furious, absolutely furious. And people were like, what the hell is the reasoning behind this? And the industry people were like, what they're doing is they're trying to make Game Pass Ultimate seem like a better deal. Because Game Pass Ultimate was $5 more than the monthly price of Xbox Live versus the monthly price of Game Pass Ultimate was $5 more. And it gave you everything that was in Xbox Live, as well as all of the bonus stuff that we've been talking about when it comes to Game Pass, where it gives you the the library of games, the Project xCloud streaming, and, and a couple other extra things as well. So that's what they were doing, was trying to make that look more enticing by making Xbox Live itself be a worse value. Yeah, exactly. Because I think if you're talking annual fees, I believe the old price, well, sorry, old, then new, then old again, was $60 a year. I think that's roughly what it worked out to. They changed it to a buck twenty, $120 a year. And then the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you know, if you want to experience Xbox the best way possible was 180 so that 60 to 180 gap was substantial, whereas the 120 to 180 was like, okay, well, I could be convinced, right? And and that's definitely why they were doing it. Yeah. And people were furious. People were not happy. And I, like I said, I saw a lot of people who were saying things like, wow, Xbox has completely squandered all of the good year, goodwill that they've attracted over the last year with all of their pro-consumer moves by doing this. Mm-hmm. So later that day, Xbox put out a post at like nine o'clock on a Friday night that was like, well, we messed up and prices will stay the same. And because so many people brought it up as well, all of the free to play games will be free to play. You will not need to have Xbox Live to play Fortnite or Rocket League or anything like that. Yeah. So they, they made it better. After they made it worse. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at the same time, good on them for realizing, yeah, we re-effed up real bad and then converting it back and then fixing that ridiculous free-to-play problem. Although it does raise a question. A lot of games are now using the free-to-play model. Is there a reason to buy like Xbox Live or like the PlayStation Plus package if you're a cheap gamer, I guess. Let's say, you know, you like Fortnite, you like Rocket League, you want to only play Warzone, you know, why would you plunk down the $60 at this point? The only reason to plunk down that money is if you play games like, I mean, Warzone is free to play, but regular Call of Duty is not. So if that's something that you play or Madden or something like that, that's the reason to plunk down. Mm Mm-hmm. Or maybe, maybe you like all of the free games that come with these these services. Because, mm-hmm. like, really, there's two reasons that I, I still use PlayStation Plus. And one is so that Laura can play online games. And two is so that I get free games. Right. You know, because I, I like the free games. Like, that's how I got Bug Snacks. You know, it was, it was a free PlayStation Plus game. 
And Laura is able to play Overwatch whenever she wants and not have to worry about it. That kind of thing. Right. So that's that's the reason to have this. Nintendo Online gets you online access to play, you know, Mario Kart and, and games like that. But you also get with it the Super Nintendo games that they all give away for free and then the Nintendo games they give away for free. And every so often they'll throw something fun in like Tetris 99 or something like that. Right. Right. So they give you they give you free games as well. So that's like the other reason why if you want to build, you know, kind of a library of games to play using these services as well. That's the only other real reason. I mean, a friend of mine is also like, because I was talking to him about this whole thing and he's like, you could just play everything on PC and and not have to worry. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't like PC. I like to play on consoles. You you can play it with a controller, Mike. That is allowed. I know it's allowed, but, you know, I'm not going to be able to get God of War on, on PC, right? You know? What is God of War? That's a PS5 That's a game, right? P- well, yeah. PS4. But Sorry, PS4 still, game, yeah. It is an exclusive, so I'm not right. playing... You know, th- those are the games that I like to play. So. Yeah. yeah. It will be interesting, though, like, going forward, because looking at the, the launch titles for obviously both the new consoles is, I believe, the huge majority was available on that console or on PC, right? Mm-hmm. Or this console or on PC. Like, there's only a handful that weren't, so... Yeah, maybe maybe we'll convert you at some point, Mike. You never know. I will, quote unquote, at some point, play using Game Pass for a few of their exclusives on PC. Oh, look at that. Because unless Hellblade 2 comes to PS5, which I doubt it will because it's an Xbox exclusive, I'm going to eventually play that on Game Pass. Right. And... Actually, if it stays, if it stays exclusive by the time Hellblade rolls around, I will also probably play the medium on Game Pass because that's also on Game Pass as well when that launches. Right. And who knows? Maybe Indiana Jones won't go everywhere too. <laughs> and then I'll play that on Game Pass. That's as long as they use Harrison Ford as the model. Because and then otherwise else. I don't want it. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, no, I don't know. I, I have a real big problem with the monthly subscription thing. I, I There's not enough time in this episode for me to complain about it for that long. But yeah, no, you're right. Like when I did have the, the PS Plus or whatever the thing it is called, I think you end up getting like 500 bucks worth of games, something like that by the end of the day, you know, like that's pretty good. Somebody pointed out the PlayStation Plus collection that they is it's a new thing that you get if you have PlayStation Plus and you bought a PlayStation 5 you get instant access to the PlayStation Plus collection and it is a, something in the vicinity of like $500 worth of games right. immediately like the second you buy the console and turn on and activate your account bam here's $500 worth of games yeah like you don't even need to buy a game for the console if you really didn't want to mm-hmm. you know and and they're all big games too like there's only like one game that I I'm thinking is like like a fart, you know, like it's, it's you get, we, we, we added it up at one point. I think you get 22 games through that collection. Right. Okay. Yeah. Insane. But here's one thought though, when it comes to this whole Xbox situation that just happened with the price hike and then the sudden Mia culpa on the same day, mm-hmm. do you think that it was a new Coke situation? You know, the new Coke rumor of like, oh, they did this on purpose to make us like Coke again, you know? Do you think that that's what it is, right? Well, 
because I've heard that opinion that this was a new Coke situation where it's like, oh, they faked it so that they could get good PR. And somebody else was like, you think that the people who work at Xbox were like, man, let's all get together in the office at 9 p.m. on a Friday and, you know, craft <laughs> yeah, statements. Roll back. That's, that's what I was going to say is, I mean, I, I would say that they've worked up quite a lot of really good PR over the last couple of weeks and couple of months and, and whatever. It's like, I don't feel like they really need to raise the price, then drop the price. Like they could have just said, yeah, free to play games. They're really free to play now. Like they could have just come out and said that. And that would have been pretty good PR, you know? It would have been. It would have been a lot better than, oh, we raised the price and then backed off. Yeah. And here's our apology to you is that, yeah, free to play games, you don't need to anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I've, I've heard that and I think it's stupid. It's, yeah. It's, it's, I, I think I, that's the wrong take. I was going to say, I, I feel like I always have to remember when I read like some of these comments on Twitter and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a 10 year old kid really with his hot take here and has no bearing and no understanding of how the real world works. Right. Oh man. You know, what's so funny is you say that. And, and before we end, I want to bring this up because this is my new favorite thing on, on the internet Okay, is people e-begging and being fooled for it. Like gullible kids being fooled. So I've seen a couple streamers, like popular Twitch streamers who do giveaways, right? Right. And they'll give away games or, or every so often they'll have like a big giveaway where they give away a console or something, right? Mm-hmm. What I've seen, I've seen this twice, two different streamers who have posted this, where they gave away a PS5 and somebody messaged them privately and was like, give me the PS5, you coward. You would never do it, would you? And then they respond to them and they're like, all right, I mean, you're the only one who had the balls to ask, so give me your address. And they're like, what? Really? Okay. And then they give the address and he's like, cool, I'll, I'll mail it out right now. Here's the tracking number. And then the guy gets a package and it's like literally a drawing of a PS5. And it's like, I got a PS5 for you. And the people <laughs> are like, what is this? What is this? Like these gullible kids who just like fall for this. And, and another one that I saw was a guy who was like, give me the PS5, you, you know, you jerk. He's like, all right, where do you live? And he's like, I live. Well, actually, the guy actually volunteered this information. He's like, give me the PS5. Here's my address. And he's like, all right, actually, I live really close to there. I can just drive it over and, and meet you and give it to you. And he's like, what? Really? You can? He's like, yeah. We're, you live really close to a Burger King, right? And he's like, yeah, there's a Burger King here. And he's like, go there. I'll meet you there and I'll give you the PS5 there. And the guy's like, okay, I'm here at Burger King. I don't see you though. It's really busy. And he's like, oh, uh, start waving and jumping up and down and see, and I'll see if I can see you. And he's like, okay, do you see me? Do you see me? And he's like, no, I don't yell something out, but they'll have to make it like a code word, like yell out. Everything here is really wet and I'll know it's you. And, and the guy's like, <laughs> everyone's staring at me. And he's like, you idiot. I'm not even in the same country as you. And he's like, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Like, he's like, I'm on 4chan. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't stop me. I'll, I'll you'll rue the day. And, and yeah, that's my new favorite thing now is seeing people being like, "Give me free stuff," and they're like, "Okay, I will." And then them being gullible enough, to, <laughs> yeah, and taking them for a ride, yeah, yeah, it's, well, they, it's they got what they deserved, if you ask me. Definitely, definitely. But I think on that note, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Part Time Nerds Full Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at Part Time Nerds Full Time Dads as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox. 
iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get hold of us, let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon.